We recently closed on a few properties and had appraisals come in lower than what we were expecting. The funny thing about this is our loan officer told us it wasn't often that appraisal challenges worked out, but we were going to try and challenge them anyway, and as a matter of fact, we were able to successfully challenge both of them. Now, in episode 23 and 24, we talked about how residential and commercial appraisals are created, which are good episodes maybe to start with before even listening to this one to give more background context. But in this episode, we are going to talk about how to challenge appraisals. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. In one of the upcoming episodes, we will go inside the numbers on our recent closings, but a big part of our real estate deals has been the appraisals because that is what our loan is actually based off of. Now, one thing to note is our appraisals aren't being done for their current value, but actually the value after we rehab the properties. So in theory, it is going to appraise for more because the building will be worth more with the recent renovations that are done and the higher rents collected from those recent renovations at the properties. Now, these small multifamily deals have three metrics in their appraisal that help them calculate the appraisal value. First is the sales comp approach, then you have the income approach, and then third is the cost to rebuild. I forgot the exact lingo that they call that, but basically just the cost to rebuild a property. Remember that if you are purchasing a house for yourself, then something like the income approach doesn't matter because it's not a rental. So sales comp approach will carry most of the weight. And remember from our commercial appraisals episode, we talked about how they will value the income approach using what is called net operating income, which is just your income before your debt service, divided by the cap rate, but commercial, at least in habitational, is when a building or apartments are five or more units in the building. Well, this was only four units. We had a fourplex that we closed on and two duplexes closed on separately. So they did not qualify for commercial, but they were considered, I guess, residential. So they do income approach differently for these residential, you know, small multifamily properties compared to the commercial properties. We don't use a net operating income and cap rate, but what they actually do is take one month of rent and multiply that by 133. That is the number that they use, and it could be something different in other markets. It probably is something different in other markets, but this is the number used in our market. So if four units are renting at $750, then $750 times four is $3,000 in one month. Multiply that by that 133 number, and you get an appraisal value of $399,000. So the numbers may look different depending on your market, but these three metrics of the sales comp approach, income approach, and cost to rebuild 
Those are important to know when buying an investment property. Now getting into our appraisals, each of our appraisals we had separate issues with. The first appraisal actually had more to do with the zoning than anything else. We had a fourplex that we were purchasing, and it actually appraised at about $35,000 less than what we were expecting. So the appraiser's reasoning for this was a couple of things, but the main reason was actually how the property was zoned. And this wasn't their fault, it was just a whole confusing issue because, according to the city map, the parcel line actually went down the middle of the property, which is not supposed to happen, it's supposed to go around the property. And on one side of the parcel, it was zoned R4, and on the other side, it was zoned what is called R5. Well, in the market that we are in, what R4 zoning allows is duplexes, while R5 zoning allows up to a fourplex. Well, the appraiser basically was using R4 zoning, which wasn't necessarily their fault. It was definitely confusing, but that only allows for a duplex. So we did not get a full valuation of our property being a fourplex. So this caused them to actually value the bottom two units as basement, in which for basement, they only value that at $60 per foot, which is much less than what the sales comps would value that square footage at. But we talked with the city, got things straightened up so that the appraiser could feel comfortable with updating their appraisal from basically two units to four units. And then thus they valued the square footage of all four of the units and not just two of the units or the downstairs isn't just considered basement. So it was valued at the accurate cost per foot or dollar amount per foot rather than only the top story at sales comp per foot and basement at $60 per foot. Long story short, with the appraiser now valuing the first floor at the sales comp level, which was closer to $110 a foot, rather than the original $60 per foot they had, we were able to get the extra $35,000 on the appraisal, giving us the loan amount we desired. So challenging that appraisal was successful as we were able to increase that appraisal value by $35,000. So we essentially won that challenge because the zoning issues with the city caused confusion and the appraiser was willing to work with us. In this case, the appraiser was very kind to us and willing to talk with us over the phone and allow the back and forth, which obviously ended up helping us a lot on the appraisal. Our second appraisal had a sales comp issue that caused us to challenge it. And this was, or this purchase was two duplexes but actually combined into one purchase because they were adjacent to each other. And we thought this one would hit a much higher value than the original appraisal that we received. So we were pretty shocked from the start. Um, but we thought about trying to even order a separate appraisal because it was so low. Uh, but we thought about trying to order a separate appraisal from a different appraiser, but we really didn't have that time as we were already getting into our extension period. So we needed to figure out how to make it work with this appraiser. So this appraisal report gave us three sales comps. And basically, we did not feel like the appraisal value was fair based off the sales comps because some of the sales comps we thought shouldn't have been in there or at least not hold as much weight in the appraisal value as one comp in particular. So the comp that we thought was accurate, the first sales comp, was just around the corner from our property that we were purchasing which we thought was the comp that should easily hold the most weight 
due to the location and that it had sold just a month ago. I mean, that is basically the perfect comp for an appraisal report. Seeing that our appraisal value, and remember that our appraisal is based off after repairs, seeing that that didn't even come close to what this comp was at, we felt like that gave us a lot of leverage in talking and negotiating or communicating with the appraiser. But let's get into a couple of the other comps that were on the report that we felt were inaccurate or just shouldn't hold much weight in the appraisal. So in this second comp that we had, we didn't think it was a fair comp because its location, one, wasn't near as good as where ours was, and it was also, not to mention, purchased two years earlier, which is a significant difference in the market of what things were being purchased at two years ago compared to now. So this comp was about $60 per foot less than the comp that we liked the most. With prices only appreciating since a couple of years ago, then our location being better, we argued that this just wasn't a great comp that should hold much weight. Now the last comp, it actually wasn't a bad location, and it was sold somewhat recently, a few months ago, but we actually knew about this property from a broker and had looked at it ourselves, but we were told to stay away or run because the inspection report was so bad. So it wasn't really being sold at its full value. And remember that our appraisal value is supposed to be what our property would be worth after repairs or after renovation, which I should add this as well. This is another reason we challenged it from our original appraisal that we got, which remember our appraisal takes into account the after repair value but that, that appraisal amount was only like $5,000 more than our purchase price plus the rehab cost. And we knew that it should be valued much higher than that based off other properties in our sub-market there. So after challenging this appraisal with some of our data that we were giving to the appraiser, the appraiser ended up raising the value by $30,000, which wasn't fully where we wanted it, but much better. One thing I'll admit that I didn't know to think about when we got our appraisal for this one was with the property being in a flood zone, it appraised for a little bit less because essentially you have more costs with flood insurance that you have to purchase and just more risk in general. So that lowered our appraisal value a little bit, but we were happy in the end that we, we could get it raised $30,000. I want to also note that I got good advice from a real estate mentor recently saying to create an appraisal report of your own and meet the appraiser when they come to the property because they'll call you and let you know and basically give them your report showing sales comps, income approach, cost to rebuild, etc. to basically help save them on time and probably help your appraisal be more accurate with what you are seeing from your data. I mean, what appraiser doesn't like less work? Obviously, they're going to end up vetting it but it does save them a lot of time if you go ahead and do some of the work for them, which in turn really should help your appraisal be accurate with what you were projecting. So we were able to successfully challenge these appraisals, which one thing I do want to say is this is a negotiation and negotiations. You don't often win if you're being mean or ugly or things like that. You want to be courteous and thankful for them working with you because they definitely don't have to do that. And so definitely be kind of talking to an appraiser on the phone, things like that. But you have to know your data. They're not just going to change an appraisal because you said you think it should be higher. You're going to have to back that up 
with evidence, whether it's sales comps or income being a certain level, whatever it is, zoning, things like that. But this episode is to help you know that it is possible to challenge appraisals and our way may not be the perfect way, but it worked for us and maybe there's some notes that you can take from that. So this is definitely a get into the weeds type of episode, but I definitely believe that this is very valuable info into something that can help sharpen your money vision. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision You. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at Money Vision U. We look forward to catching you in the next class.